everyone, and welcome to the Citizen Patriots Podcast, where we talk all things freedom and how you can help save it. Hey guys, welcome to the Citizen Patriots Podcast. I'm Sarah Burnett, and I'm a wife, a mom, I'm married to an entrepreneur. I love American history and American government. And so that passion, coupled with just the overstep of government in the last year, has kind of led me to be more active. My co-host is my sister, Maria Ferraro. Yeah, so I'm Maria Ferraro. I am a college student studying political science. I am also a freelance journalist and love writing. Um, I got involved in politics because I was concerned about the direction of the country and just realized that the only way for us to stay a free and great nation is for citizens to get involved. So that's why I care and that's why I'm involved. So I just want to hop into a little bit about Citizen Patriots. Citizen Patriots kind of started this summer when I just saw the woke agenda kind of taking over America, especially in the cultural sphere of just wokeism and cancel culture and all of that. And then also knowing the importance of our government and that it functioned the way the founders intended. So the goal of Citizen Patriots is just to equip citizens to be active in our government and to continue the principles that our nation is founded on. So I want to kind of go back in this first episode and talk about Romans 13, because I think as Christians, that really gives us a foundation for how we relate to government. The first step, obviously, before we get into a specific passage is how I believe the Bible applies to everyday life. So for me, I had a couple of mentors and counselors that encouraged my husband and I to just apply the Bible very practically. And so after I saw the Bible just really impact that so specifically, I started to say, hey, how does the Bible affect budgeting? How does the Bible affect parenting? How does the Bible affect business? How does the Bible affect any area of my life, how I spend my time? And just realize that the Bible has the answers and Jesus has the answers for everything in my life really transformed how I lived. And so growing up in a Christian family, I had a huge foundation of biblical truth and getting married kind of propelled me into a situation where I got to apply that really practically, which kind of leads me into obviously when the lockdown started happening last year, it started to make me ask the question that I had started asking across all of my life, which is how does the Bible apply now? What is our role as citizens and what is government's role? And so, Maria, I think part of that conversation then was talking to you and just hearing kind of your perspective on Romans 13. Yeah, so I think first to understand Romans 13 and government, you have to understand who establishes government. I think a lot of people view government as a man-ordained institution when really God's the one that establishes government. And God establishes government for a very, very specific purpose, and that is to defend the rights that he gives us, that rights come from God, not government. And especially in America, like our declaration says that government is established to secure our God-given rights to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. And so this is really important for our understanding of government to understand that God establishes government, he gives them a specific role, and government's responsible to stay within that role, but we're also responsible to hold government accountable to what God tells them to do. So government has a role, which is to protect rights. Um, And an important clarification, there's a really amazing sermon by James Coates, who was recently arrested in Canada for preaching and opening his church. And he made a really, he made a really strong distinction, which I think is important, is that government is to protect rights 
not to protect, for example, people's life, right? So if it's their job to keep people alive, then we're going to have situations like these lockdowns where they're looking at death rates, they're trying to decide what's yeah. the best way. If they're supposed to allow people to have the right to life, then government will look very different. I think an example of this, and James Coates points this out in the sermon, is Governor Christy Noem. And one thing she did is during the pandemic, she put the rights of her citizens first because she recognized that was her responsibility as governor. And so their state never locked down. They never had forced mask mandates or social distancing. She left it up to citizens to decide how they were going to protect their own health and how they were going to be personally responsible. And so she, I think, is the the gold standard for how a leader should respond in a crisis like a quote unquote pandemic. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So let's get into, um, honestly, the Romans 13 discussion is like a great one from a theological standpoint, but I want to get into that practically in the American form of government. So we're not going to take on today the American Revolution. That's a whole another thing that we can study history and how people made the decisions they did in that era. I want to talk about today. What are the requirements? What are the responsibilities of an American citizen? And how does that impact how we apply Romans 13. Yeah, so our one thing that's really clear that the founders set up is that our government is established with the consent of the people. So the people of the United States consented to a certain form of government. And we establish government. That's what we the people means is that the people are the authority in our country. And we're the ones responsible for holding government accountable because the nature of government is to become more powerful. They're greedy because that's the nature of man. And so the founders set up this very limited system of government with a lot of checks and balances with the primary check and balance being the people holding government to that small and limited role of protecting rights. And I love that. I had never really thought about that deeply until last year. And it actually, you know, I think if we as Christians really thought about like, I am responsible to know how my representatives are voting, to know if they are worthy to be in a state, place to represent me. And if mm -hmm. they really are, are staying within what our government has laid out as their role, which is underneath the role that God laid out in Romans 13. If we are realizing what our government is doing, then we're that's how we're supposed to act as christians we're supposed exactly. to be involved in this we're supposed to be holding them accountable mm -hmm. not them dictating to us and so right. as i've said you know there's a lot of situations in history where there's been monarchies and other forms of government which would be interesting conversations with romans 13 but that's not the conversation we need to have here in the united states yeah. Well, and you brought up an interesting point that with freedom comes a lot of responsibility. Like we're the ones responsible. If government does something wrong, it's our fault. Like it's on us to make sure those injustices don't happen. And other countries have that in a sense, but not like the United States of America, because it's a they're there to represent the people and to defend the Constitution. So when they don't do that, it's on us to hold them accountable. So freedom is a wonderful thing, but there's so much responsibility that comes with that. And people need to recognize that, that it's not an option to engage in government. It's really mandatory if you're a citizen of the United States. Yeah, that's a great point too. I, um, you know, Maria and I, we're children of immigrants in our not too distant past. So pretty much everyone except like one great grandparent came over 
in the 1900s. So it's rather fresh. We still eat ethnic foods on holidays and are kind of attached to some of those ethnic traditions. And part of that brought me to realize like, they came here and when they came, they swore an oath to the constitution. That's not that many generations removed from myself, an oath to uphold the constitution. And I really believe your citizenship in America, we should take it seriously enough to say, what did our forefathers say that they would do to be mm -hmm. citizens here? And I know what my forefathers did. They swore an oath to defend the constitution. And so to realize like that representative form of government, the founders wisely took that all the way back down to citizens to say, look, you have a responsibility to uphold this document and to mm -hmm. make sure not that you're like, not that you're rulers, we don't have rulers in this country, mm -hmm. but that our representatives properly enact that con constitution and stay within those boundaries. Yeah. And it's cool that you bring up the oath that people take. And this is an oath a similar oath to what elected officials take, to what members joining the military take. And what it says is you swear to defend the constitution against all enemies, foreign and domestic. And sometimes, and I think we're seeing this now, the domestic enemy to the constitution can be the government. When government becomes out of control, they're an enemy to limited government, to your rights and to the United States constitution. And as citizens, we have to defend our constitution against domestic enemies, even when those domestic enemies are our own government. Yeah. What really struck me last year and kind of started me on this journey was the realization that Romans 13 means to an American that we have a responsibility to make sure that government is a minister of good mm -hmm. and not of evil. Until next time, keep fighting for freedom.